listening, and thank you for joining the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli from MileHighSticking.com, here with the latest episode of the podcast dedicated to your round two Colorado Avalanche. Today, uh, just a couple things that we're going to go over today, the possible opponents for the Avalanche, who we'd kind of who they might match up against, I guess who maybe they match up against better, uh, and maybe who we want to avoid, if anybody, right now. And I don't think there's really anybody that they can throw at us that we would say, let's try to avoid them. Pretty much everybody that is left that could face the Avalanche in this round, you almost are saying, uh, bring it on. So we'll get to that. We have a listener email that we have to get to. And, um, yeah, we'll get to all of that right after I tell you how to follow the show. Follow on social media outlets, Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Follow on Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche. And send any of those questions or comments or concerns or opinions. Or if you want to be on the show after a playoff game, which is something we have been doing this entire playoff so far. The night of a game, I have one of you guys, one of you listeners come on the show and we discuss the game that just happened. So if you want to do that or any of those things I mentioned previous, send it to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. So the way things line up right now, the Avalanche will play the only team that they cannot play. And I said this at the end of the show yesterday. The only team that they cannot play is Calgary. Calgary is the lowest remaining. How do you word that? If you say lowest or highest, uh, you know, uh, when, when you're talking about seeding, uh, for, for the purposes of this argument, uh, lowest will mean bad, highest will mean good. And so you can reverse that. I really don't know what is the proper way to do it. But uh, so when I say low, I mean a bad seed. When I say high, I mean a good seed. So right now, Calgary is the lowest seed remaining. They are the sixth seed that's left. I think they are ranked sixth or however you want to say it. Um, And if they were to win, so you will know this, obviously I'm recording this on Thursday night. The Stars and Calgary play Thursday night at 1030. So by the time this is released, you will know the outcome of that game. If Calgary has won, then there's one more game in a game seven. If Calgary wins that game, they immediately play Vegas. No if, if ands, or buts. Vegas is the number one overall seed. They would play the worst remaining or lowest remaining seed available, which immediately is Calgary. If Dallas wins that series, if Dallas has won and you're waking up listening to this and you know Dallas has won, that is who we play. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. Because the other remaining seeds left are four and five. Dallas is a three. And because Valis, uh, Val, yeah, that's a city. Because Vegas plays, like I said, the lowest remaining seed. If Dallas were to win, the lowest remaining seeds are four and five. That's who Vegas would play. So we have on our plate either Dallas or St. Louis or Vancouver. All of them pose challenges 
and all of them are going through some things right now, maybe with the exception of Vancouver. I think Vancouver, and Kyle said this on the show yesterday, he would want to avoid Vancouver. Um, if, I'm, if I'm forcing you to say you want to avoid somebody, I would almost agree with him and say avoid Vancouver. I think they're playing the best out of those three teams, out of Dallas, St. Louis, and Vancouver. I think Vancouver's playing the best, and Vancouver is up 3-2, to two, I believe, in that series. So they are on the verge of winning that. So if Calgary were to win two straight, if we, if you're listening to this now and you know Calgary has won and they win another game, then we have Vancouver if Vancouver takes care of St. Louis. Uh, that'll be a tough series, I feel. I, I do feel also that Colorado matches up very well with Vancouver. But I think the uh, the storylines coming out of that will be interesting. None other than the Kale McCarr, Quinn Hughes story. That will be the centerpiece, I think, even more so than Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon is always going to get his, his due and his media love. But when you have two all-star rookie defensemen in the playoffs, in the second round that is going to be where a lot of focus is, and rightfully so. I think a lot of people are going to hang their hat on whoever wins that series is the rightful owner of the Calder Trophy. Uh, who knows? I mean, that, that if the team, if the Avalanche win the series and Camel Card didn't necessarily play that well, it doesn't really just anoint him the winner of the Calder because his team moved on. But you're going to have people that feel that way. I, it's undeniable that that is going to be uh, something to watch. I'm not going to say it's going to be a matchup to watch because they're both defensemen. It's not like they're going to be on each other all the time. Uh, but it'll be. I, I think you'll you'll see both of them want to kick it up into a, a, another notch. And I think which is going to be dangerous because they're both already high level players as it is. So Vancouver would be interesting. St. Louis is just, I mean, they look unrecognizable as a a playoff reigning champion like they were from last year. They, 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 were, they were, obviously, they were good. They won the Stanley Cup last year, but they were, you knew you were going to be in for a bruising game. And I haven't watched every single minute of every single game from St. Louis, but they... And maybe this is a dumb thing to say because they're down in the series. They look beatable, and you can send them home. And what team does not want to send the defending champion home? I think if if St. Louis is to come back, win that series, and that's who Colorado plays, I think that is what Colorado is going to want to do. They want to be known as the team that sends the defending champs home because they didn't get the opportunity to be the number one overall seed because of the pause in the season. And... I think we all wanted to see that final game of the season, the matchup between the two of them, which it could have been going down to the wire, and it could have meant it was the game for everything and the number one seed. We'll never know. But because the Avalanche didn't get, didn't get that opportunity to dethrone the champs of even getting the number one seed, they have the opportunity to dethrone them and sending them out of the bubble. So I think that will want the, 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 I guess, the energy level from the Avalanche as it, you know, it's high enough as it is, but if they have the opportunity 
to do that, to to be known as the team that sent the defending champs packing, then that just makes the NHL world even pay attention even more to what's going on with this Colorado team. Dallas will be interesting because they obviously struggled with them in the regular season, didn't win a game against them in the regular season, played by far their best game against them in the round robin when they beat them four to nothing. So what storyline are you going to get from that? Are you going to get the people that hang on the regular season, which was months ago? Or if you're going to get the, the get the conversation of, well, the most recent game was this round robin where the Avalanche looked great against them. You'll probably get both. But I think that will be a very good series. And then Calgary, they can't play Calgary. Point being, what the Avalanche did and what the Avalanche had against the Arizona Coyotes is gone. I don't want to say it was like a warm-up or anything, but it almost felt that way. And the Avalanche took care of their business. And they are now, that's in the past, and they are looking forward to who they have to play now. And whoever they play, it's going to be a very different series. And I know some fans are probably going to expect, you know, you blew out an NHL team, a playoff level, air quotes, team in Arizona handily. And that's not going to happen again. I hope it does. Don't get me wrong. I hope it does. But you have uh, three possible opponents uh, that all will give you a challenge. Do I think the Avalanche can win them? Absolutely. I think any team that the Avalanche go up against is going to struggle to beat them four times. So it's all it, it all get played out, and we will know. And like I said, if you wake up and you know Dallas has won, that's who we got. And we'll take it from there. All right. Want to bring up Built Bar. Talked about Built Bar many times in the past. Built Bar, better than packaging, new formula new flavors. Uh, if you have not tried Built Bar, absolutely go to BuiltBar.com. Uh, honestly, some of the best tasting protein and energy bars that I've ever had. And in the past, I've been telling you guys at checkout, put in Locked On and you'll get $10 off your first order. We were told you can put Locked On anytime you order. It doesn't have to be just your first time. Anytime you order, Put that promo code in and $10 comes off every single time. So try everything. Try the bars. Try the mixed variety. If you like one specific kind, order as many boxes as you want. $10 comes off your order when you type in the promo code lockdown at checkout. So check it out. BuiltBar.com. All right. Welcome back. And we have a really good question from a listener that goes by the name Scrooge McPuck. I love it. And it's a question on Jared Bednar. And he says, is it finally time to accept Jared Bednar as a long-term answer for his coaching and the direction he wants to take the team in? Coaching is a a weird, weird thing. Um, Things can turn on a dime at the drop of a hat, whatever phrase you want to use for coaching. Um, and, And I think... Denver fans, fans of of Denver sports are very familiar with this with the Broncos and, uh, you know, Mike Shanahan, obviously. Mike Shanahan seemed like he had a contract that would just go to perpetuity. 
and as long as he wanted to coach. But and, and I remember Pat Bowen saying that a few times, like it's his job for as long as he wants it. And maybe he shouldn't have said that, but I kind of understand what he was saying. It's job security, which coaching is probably the least secure uh, job in the country when it comes to one specific team. You'll always jump around and maybe have a job or kind of easily find a job, maybe not a head coach, but in some coaching capacity. The coaches that hang around for years and years and years with one team in this day and age just doesn't happen anymore on a regular basis. Sure, I mean, it happens to very, very small percentage of coaches. And, you know, the Broncos, not only did they do it with John Elway, but John Fox. I think John Fox took them... I think he was fired the year after they lost that horrible game in the Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken, to Seattle. You know, you you took him to the Super Bowl, and then the next year, you're gone because of philosophy differences. Well, how different were the philosophies if you got him to the Super Bowl? But whatever. Um, As far as Bednar goes, Bednar right now, he, you know, you always hear the term, is a coach on the hot seat. And uh, Bednar's seat is as cool as a seat can be when it comes to a head coach. I've said it before on this show when Patrick Waugh left the team and Joe Sackick was left to find another coach. He said he wants to find a teacher. And as soon as he said that, most everybody thought he is going to dip into the AHL or some other league. He's not going for an NHL seasoned coach. And that's exactly what he did. Very few people even had heard of Jared Bednar. um, But the ones that did obviously spoke highly of him. The first year is a throwaway. You can get rid of that year. He took over the team with basically all he had was training camp to introduce himself to this team, to install his system, all that other stuff that comes with Uh, getting cohesion in the team and it just didn't happen. So throw that season away. But what he has done is improved this team every single year since then. So is he a long-term answer? It's so tough to answer that question. You want to say yes right now. And you want to say yes, not only because of what he's done up to this point, but what this team is set up to do. There's so few franchises that go, I don't want to say year to year, but they go maybe in like two or three year increments. And like, this is our time frame, and we're going to sign these guys to win a cup in the next two or three years. The Avalanche are in, we can win the cup this year mode. And they are set up to be the same way in five years and maybe minimally five years and probably even beyond that. Because if you listen to the players on this team, they love these guys. They love each other. They love playing on this team. They love playing with this coach for this franchise in that city. Everything is kumbaya right now. So there's no reason to believe Jared Bednar is going anywhere anytime soon. Would he be or is he going to be like... Scotty Bowman, I think, did like 10 years in Detroit. 
I, I think that's feasible. I think he could be a 10-year coach if things keep going the way that they're going. Obviously, you got to win cups. Uh, it, it, everything looks good on paper, and you know the talking heads in the media want to say how great the Avalanche look, and they do. But in the end, it's the hardware. Are you raising the hardware? And if you don't, I, I mean, how much of the blame is placed on Jared Bednar? How much is placed on the players? How much is placed on Sackick? You know what I mean? So we don't have the answers to that because those are all answers that we'll have three, four, five years from now when all of these prospects that we have acquired finally get their chance and hopefully pan out. It's not a guarantee that these young guys will pan out. You, you know, you have all the high hopes in the world for them. They all, and they have the skill to do it, but until it actually happens, we don't know. So it's a, tough question to really give a solid answer to I guess the best answer I could give is it is set up for him to be a long tenured coach in which is a difficult thing to do in this day and age with sports because you got to please fan bases and if you're not doing that unfortunately the first one to go and maybe unfairly is the coach usually does not come down to the players. Everybody wants to blame the coach first, and sometimes rightfully so. If a system's not working or if a system's getting stale, you need to bring in somebody with uh, uh, fresh ideas and a fresh pair of eyes and change things up. I think Jared Bednar is smart enough. Um, He's good enough. He's smart enough, and doggone it, people like him. So, yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere right now, and and – you know, at, at some point it's going to end, but, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, it'll end amicably with him just saying, him like retiring and, and his coaching career is over with the Colorado Avalanche. And it's not one of these like, you're not doing it for us anymore, you're fired, then he has to go somewhere else for his coaching career. That would be the poetic thing, which almost never happens, but... I don't know. I just have a different feeling about this team, this coach, and I think it's all because we know that they are set up for the future. And most teams are not set up the way the Avalanche are. Like I said before, most teams are set up for uh, a solid run for two or three years, then they reassess and get new free agents and try to keep it going. What the Avalanche have built is a dangerous team right here and now that is young and have more guys waiting in the wings. So it's just going to be this revolving. If people leave, they don't have to go into free agency to, to refill the spot. They can just dip into their pool of players to refill that spot. And if those players pan out, Bednar's not going anywhere because they will just continue to win. So I don't know if that answers your question, but hopefully it does. All right, well, that is pretty much going to do it for today. Um, If you guys, like I said, if you want to be on the show, definitely drop me a line at LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com or find me on Twitter and send me a a message on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Who do you want the Avalanche to play? Who do you want them to avoid, uh, if anybody, or do you not care? Um... I think the way that this team is playing, man, if they 
if they can continue, the big thing is going to be that power play. I mean, you can't expect three out of four all the time. The last two games when they won seven to one, seven to one, I think it was three for seven and three for four. So that's six for 11. Yeah, uh, nobody's going to beat that. So if if they can keep that on track, and and there's no reason to believe they can't because they have not been this healthy all year. And people wondered, what was wrong with the Avalanche power play during the regular season? Because they were, what were they, like 18th or 19th in the league? Maybe, maybe even worse than that at times. And I think, you know, don't use it as an excuse because you want to tout their depth. Uh, but sometimes, you know... There's certain players that you need on the power play. And when Kadri went down, look what he's done. Look the damage he's done on the power play. And when you don't have that, your team suffers. So they're healthy. They are firing on all cylinders. There's really no weak link. Uh, maybe getting Grubauer maybe a little bit more uh, shots on him so he can get some some more practice in, I guess. I mean, I think that's the only thing. I mean, he did get 24 shots against him against uh, the Coyotes in Game 5, that's really the most he's been pressed. That would be really be it. But, I again, I, even even saying that, he still played pretty well. So, we'll see. We'll see. This is, this is an exciting team. If, uh, like I said, if you have woken up and the Stars have won, that's who we got. And settle in, because that's going to be a fun series. So, all right, guys. Good week of shows. And we're, we're obviously happy that the Avalanche have moved on. So uh, next week, fresh batch of shows. I have been in contact with Nikki, and I know she's going to be on the show probably next week whenever games start. So one of the games for the series that whoever they play against, she's definitely coming on. And uh, like I said, if you want to be on, drop me a line. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it. Um, and if you want to go to iTunes or wherever and leave some feedback and leave some reviews. I would greatly appreciate it. Definitely helps. And I uh, just really appreciate everybody that listens because I love doing this. So, all right, that'll be it for this week. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go.